on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, doesn't know. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Frisella, and this is the show for the realists, sake of the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today, we have a very, very special episode of 75 Hard Verses. I want to get right into it. I don't waste any time on the introduction. If you want to hear the introduction, go listen to all the other shows I did. Uh, I have a very, very, very special guest here today. Um, you guys have seen me share his story. Uh, it was incredibly impactful for me. And in fact, if you follow me on social media, you, you know that like when I first saw it, it made me like legitimately emotional where I cried. And um, it's, it's, it's an honor to have you here, man. Uh, I got my good friend here, Bashoy from Toronto, who's lost how much weight? 160 pounds. 160 pounds, man, and completely reclaimed his life. Um, brother, first of all, before I even get into the show, you know, I do this for a living. Like, I see people change their lives for a living. Okay? I'm very fortunate. I get to see it all the time. Very, very rarely at this point do I see a transformation that affects me in the way that yours did. Because I identified with it personally so much. And, um, bro, I know what that battle's about. I know how fucking hard that is. I know how hard it is to live that other life. And, uh, dude, just total respect for what you've done. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, bro. It means a lot, bro. It's, you're going to change a lot of people's lives with that work that you've done. I mean, a lot. And I don't, I don't know that you actually understand how many and how impactful what you've done is going to be. But, um. It's fucking amazing, man. And it's, it's an honor to have you here. Bro, it's an honor to be here, man. What you guys have built is actually incredible. Like, just walking around in this facility is like a breath of fresh air, bro. Like, everyone is on the same mission. It's like, I've never seen anything like this. It's insane. Thank you, bro. Thank For you. Real. Been, been a long road. Yeah. But all the, all the worthwhile things are a long road. For sure, man. Know? For sure. So, dude, so let's, let's just start at the beginning, man. You know, how'd you get so fucking fat? Bro, for real, that, that's a fucking good question, man. Look, bro, I just want to be real because, like, I got a story about my fatness too, man. No, bro, I grew up as the fat kid, like yeah, 16, too. or sorry, from zero to 16 years old, I was the fat kid, but yeah. I was the funny fat kid, so yeah. I wasn't getting picked on or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it, I had a great childhood, but at 16, I realized, man, like, if I was going to get any girls, bro, I got to get in shape. Yeah. And so from 16, I just went on a grind. So I was in high school at the time, and we would, I would run around the high school track during my lunch. And then after school, I'd crush the weights at the gym in our school. And then, bro, I did that from 16 to 22. I was on top of all my shit for like five years. Mm-hmm. Living, breathing fitness. I'd go home, watch Kai Green videos, Ronnie Coleman, Phil Heath. Like this was my life for five, five six years. And then, man, at 22, I started my business. Got a girlfriend at the same time. And I went from a broke college kid to making like, I was living off a thousand bucks a semester mm-hmm. to finally pulling in some money. It was like, we, we got, we saw instant results. Like it's not the typical. Yeah. Well, it's a different time, bro. You guys got the technology yeah. stuff and it's, you know, everybody's story is a little different. Exactly. man. Yeah. Like we didn't struggle that hard. Like I, yeah. I, everyone talks about their come up story being such a difficult thing and we got just super blessed. And so we started making money right away. And so now I just had access to money. So, bro, Uber Eats every fucking meal. Like, I did not give a fuck. Every yeah. meal was takeout. And then that just slowly snowballed into five years of me just being 350 pounds. And people think I got to 350 pounds in five years. 
No, bro. It was literally within one year. I gained like 120 pounds. Just fucking full 180 the opposite direction. Bro, that's very similar to what I did too. It's wild, man. Yeah. yeah. And just, just doing that. And then also getting the girlfriend was part of the issue because I the first weight loss I did was because to try to get girls right yeah, and yeah. so once i got the girlfriend once i had the business started making money i felt like i made it i didn't need to do the things that got me to that place i didn't need to continue doing that anymore mm-hmm. and so bro one workout i'd skip a workout to kind of work on my business and like just rationalize like yo it's okay one day you need to get this done you need to get this done it just snowballed and snowballed and i was 350 pounds bro life got fucked like at 350 pounds i was i was like avoiding mirrors i'd hop out of the shower dude I'd hop out of the shower, put my shirt on before I popped in front of the mirror, but to fix my hair or some shit. Like, that's how bad it was. I would take Ubers to places that were five-minute walks away. Legit, to the point where my friends would get there first walking. And they'd get the table, and then I'd go sit with them, and I'd be late because I was waiting for the Uber. Yeah, I can't even think of all the other fuck things that happened. Like, bro, I would be sitting on my couch thirsty as fuck, like so thirsty. And I'd wait for someone to get up so I could be like, yo, yo, grab me a water real quick. And it's not like at 350 pounds, bro, you're, you can get up. It's just that was the sheer level of laziness I was in. Like, yeah. you're not fucking 700 pounds. You can get up. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just that's how different my life was. Yeah. And like, bro, a day in the life of Beach back then, like I'd wake up, I'd roll over in bed instantly in the Uber Eats app, like as if it was like some fucking social media app. Like I yeah. was looking through all the food. Bro, you just fucking like st- like brought me back to like a memory that I, that, the shit I used to do. Yeah. When you said that. Cause like, bro, I used to wake up and like the first thing I thought about was what the fuck I was going to eat. For real. Like the yeah. first thing ever. It hasn't been a long time since I thought that way. Honestly, I forgot same. about it. Same. Yeah. It's like the first thing I do now is wake up, chug a water and instantly go for my morning run. Like yeah. it's such a different mindset shit. But yeah, bro, I'd, I'd crush, I'd Uber or order whatever I had on Uber Eats, then go to the balcony, smoke a shit ton of cigarettes, chug a bunch of coffees, and literally just wait for the food to arrive. I'd grab it from the door, take it to my bedroom, sit on my laptop, just work all day while I'm munching that shit. And that was my life, like yeah. literally every single day. I, I worked from home. I, we didn't have an office. We don't have an office. We just worked from home. So I was in bed most of the day just crushing work on my laptop while eating food and every meal was like an all you can eat buffet like yeah you were ordering all the appetizers bro the, yeah it. it wasn't was like same shit bro. yeah it wasn't like you know i'm ordering one sandwich like bro it was an all you can eat buffet i was yeah. brimming all day yeah. yeah i get it dude i i was that's how i was eating too um your story is very parallel to mine um i get i went i was an athlete i was always in pretty decent shape and i would struggle with my weight i grew up fucking chubby right Mm -hmm. so it was always a fight for me and then i would go from these phases of losing weight gaining weight losing weight gaining weight and i could never shift my mental to the point where i could keep it off Mm -hmm. like it would it was always like when i finished and this is why i get so pissed off when i see people finish 75 hard and go right back Mm -hmm. to their old shit like oh i'm celebrating with a cake and a bottle of whiskey it's like bro you just spent 75 days working to get away from that shit that made you fucking miserable and you're going to go right back to it. And like, because I could never conquer that. I could never conquer the, once I got into shape, now it's time to party mindset. Mm. Right. And it would just lead me right back to the same thing over and over and over again. And then I did like you, like you did, I got wrapped up in business and uh, I put on a hundred fucking pounds in like a year. Yeah, man. Off gas station food and fucking bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like for real, dude. Like they built a quick trip. We're at, we got gas station circle quick trip. Yeah. 
and they got fucking roller food. And I love, I love cheap roller food, bro. <laughs> like I'm like a fucking, you know, I don't know. It's like my jam. I get in there, jalapeno chips and yeah, fucking yeah. 5,000 calories. And I go there two, three times a day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's crazy, dude. Um, so what, you're a, clearly a different person now because like, you're not just on it. You're staying on it. Like mm -hmm. it's not a, this is, you're not going back. No. Um, this last time that you decided that, okay, I'm fucking doing this. How did that come about? Bro, so I had like a bunch of wake-up calls throughout. Like the whole five years I was fat, there was a bunch of wake-up calls, but they never stuck because nothing gave me the structure I needed mm -hmm. to actually make it a lifelong thing. Like, bro, I tell this story all the time, which is actually fuck. Like I, one day I'm like working on my laptop, right? I'm just crushing work. And I, I, I feel like this white flashing light in my eye. So I go to the bathroom to see like, yo, what's going on? Do I have something in my eye? And then all of a sudden this huge gush rushes down my entire body. And I'm in pure panic mode. I'm like, holy fuck, I'm about to die. I call my boy Mike and I'm like, bro, I'm dying. Call 911. I, I think I'm having a stroke. I'm having a heart attack. And I was so scared that I would pass out before the paramedics came. So I bust open the door and I go downstairs to meet the paramedics in the front of the building. And I'm sitting there in the back of the ambulance in the gurney, strapped up to a shit ton of machines like my chest, everything. They're checking my blood pressure, my heart rate, EKGs. And bro, I kid you not, sitting in that gurney, my heart rate was 180 beats per minute, just Fuck. fucking chilling in that gurney. And then, bro, I was terrified. I'm calling my brother. I'm saying like, yo, I love you, bro. I'm about to die. Like, say bye to mom and dad. Like, I was, I thought that was it for me. Mm -hmm. We get to the hospital and, you know, they run every single test in the book, like everything. And it turns out nothing, nothing's physically wrong with me. And it turned out to be just a panic attack. Mm -hmm. And I've never had that, bro. I like, I didn't grow up with anxiety or depression or anything like that. So I don't know what that felt like. And that was the scariest moment of my life. And bro, looking back to that day, I'm like, why did that happen? And the, like, what I think is the reason is because I lost all sense of confidence in my health. I knew I wasn't healthy anymore. And so I had no trust in my health anymore. And if anyone knows me for the whole year after that, panic attack i had a rough year bro i had panic attacks almost every single day like every fucking little twitch in my arm or every little twitch in you start my eye paranoid i start fucking yeah. tweaking i'm like yo yo this is it i'm about to die like everything for every single day for a whole year yeah and it wasn't until i started getting my health in order a little bit not, not this was before 75 hard but it was like i'd work out for three four days a week like it was never full ass where it was a lifestyle change i was still the fat kid who worked out occasionally mm -hmm. and so that was enough to keep me coasting for another three years mm -hmm. where like i'm not about to break down mentally mm -hmm. and that was it man like that was my life and so what really got me started was on a trip to mexico we were all chilling with the boys like we end up going and this is the prime of covid and so we used to go to these resorts to party. Like we were partying from the morning till night, like drinking all day, eating like shit. We get to this resort and no one's on the resort except like a bunch of older people. It's like a chill vibe. It was prime COVID. And um, we get there and like the, the, the whole trip changed from being like a party trip to being like an enjoy. Let's relax. Let's let's explore the city. And bro, I couldn't walk for 10 fucking minutes without my back flaring up. Like everything was a mission. People, all the boys want to do like skidoos, jet skis all that shit and i i couldn't do that like holding yourself on a jet ski while it's going forward you'll falling off the back like everything yeah. was a mission and i came back from that trip and i'm like bro this is fucked like you couldn't even enjoy a vacation how are you going to live the rest of your life like this so i started working out on my own for from february to about march 
And then March, my boy Mike started asked me to do 75 hard with him again. He was doing his second round. And bro, a little story on that, man, is actually nuts. So he did 75 hard. He's literally the epitome of what you talk about, which is lead by example. He did 75 hard in November before the year I did it. And he was alone in the trenches. No one was helping him. In fact, bro, I'm embarrassed to say this because this is fucking embarrassing given how, how my life has changed significantly. But at the time, we're all chilling. We're, my boy's having a barbecue in his backyard. And we're all chilling, we're drinking, we're eating like shit. And Mike's in my boy's home gym doing his second workout of the day. And I go into the workout, to the, to the home gym, and I'm like, bro, like, we're fucking chilling. Like, come drink with us, come party with us, come eat with us. Like, just make it 76 hard. Make it another day. Like, what's, what's one day going to do? And bro, like, this is, that's how much I had never kept a you, promise to you myself. You were that guy. Bro, like, yeah. it's actually embarrassing now that I yeah. look back. We've all been that guy before, bro. It's so embarrassing. And bro, had I successfully sabotaged him, like, ha like you got to be careful who the fuck you're sabotaging because your boys, if you're friends with people as a team, when one person's winning, everyone's winning. That's right. And so you got to be careful who you're sabotaging because if I had successfully sabotaged him, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. Yeah. I'd still be 350 pounds looking the exact same or I might even be dead. Who knows, bro? That's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's so, an awesome story, bro. Thank like, you, man. It says a lot about Mike too, bro. Yeah, for pushing real. through that shit because that's hard. That's hard to resist. Man. It is, bro. You know it when is. you're when your fucking homies are like, bro, come on, like you only live once. Exactly, like bro, bro, live a little life. You know, all my friends stop saying that shit to me. They know it don't work no more. It doesn't, man. Yeah, and it's funny because everyone at the beginning when you're just starting out something new, yeah. everyone's like not sure because you've said it a hundred fucking times. No one believes you anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. you've said it a hundred times. Yeah, and so. Eventually, though, when you've been on your shit for so long, they don't even try anymore. No, no one even asks like, bro, when people know I'm on program, they don't even ask me to chill anymore. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm on the program. That's it, bro. I'm hustling yeah. now. So it's crazy. Like people start respecting you and respecting your word when you start respecting your own. Bro, word. exactly, dude. I just wrote about this this morning in my fucking post when I was okay, out sick. doing my ruck. I was talking about how the world will see you as you see you. People think that the world sees you a certain way and that that's how you are and then you have to change it. That's not how it works. When you see yourself a certain way, the world respects that and sees you that way as well. And that goes for your habits, your lifestyle, or anything that you're trying to work on. And so like we create the image that the world accepts and other people think that the world tells us what to be. And I think there is two classes of people, right? You have a class of people that understand like, no, fuck you. I'm gonna fucking become what I wanna become. And that's the small percentage. And then the rest of the percentage, the world tells them no three or four times. They're like, okay, I'm just going to take my place over here and be little and, you know, be small, live small, you know, and just be a regular person. And, you know, then they're like, why, why is my life like this? Well, fuck, bro, because you're not seeing yourself as the way you should be. And, and, and if you can't see yourself that way, then you need to build yourself into someone that you can see that way. And, and dude, that's the whole game. Um, it's crazy that you just said that because I was writing about this this morning. It was on my mind. So how did it go your first 75 hard, man? Like, tell, what were your weight at? Bro, I, like, I think I started at like 350 yeah. or like 330. I might have lost like 20 pounds in the first yeah. month when we got back from mm -hmm. Mexico. So maybe like 330. And bro, it was hard, man. Like, I chose the hardest thing to do, which was running. Like, I even to this day, bro, I still fucking hate running. It is yeah. like, I'm, I'm a heavy dude. We're not, I'm not like a fucking 140 pounds like running runner. Runner, right. So like, I don't got the runner build, but it was the hardest thing for me to do. And it pushed me mentally to, like to the brink of death every day. And so every day I went out and did that and came back and 
you know, check that win under my belt. It made regular life easier. Like I could walk around now. And so that was my goal. I consistently chased hard for the whole 75 days. Every single day for that 75 days, I ran in the morning, except with the exception of when I got COVID, I had to do two walks that day. And I was out like I had fucking a fever, like highest yeah. fever. I would literally walk in the morning, go home, do the rest of my tasks, then go to sleep for the rest of the day, wake up, do the second walk for an hour and then just come home and K like yeah. for three days. But bro, it's funny because I just baby stepped it for a whole. You know how many times I asked myself or told myself I was going to walk for those 75 days, bro, like fucking 50 out of the 75 days. But I never actually walked. It's like all about just baby stepping it. Yeah. And so like I just trick my mind, play these mental games like, yo, I'm going to go for a walk today. Today's just, just take it easy, bro. It's going to be a walk that you get out there and then bro, I'm already out here. Can I walk for 10 minutes or can I run for 10 minutes? And then, you know, it just, you just slowly etch it until 45 minutes were up. Cause every day was a struggle, bro. Like mm -hmm. I'm not even like, to the point where I had anxiety when I woke up and I'm like, holy fuck, bro. Like everything hurt, you know, <laughs> yeah, it does. Ev everything hurt. Yeah. Bro, my shirt. Cause I had big tits back then, bro. They would move <laughs> up and down. So my shirt would be rubbing up against my nipple. Yeah. And it, it tearing it, them up. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. My, my whole sweater was bloody. My shoes, like my white shoes got so bloody from, from blisters, from blisters and yeah. from my feet swelling up that my toes like crossed over each other. And so they were just scratching. Like, yeah. It was like that, man. The for, feet was a big thing for me. The first fucking time I did it too, bro. Yeah, like yeah. that feet thing, it took me like 30 days to get through for sure. It was bad. The like first 15 days, if you're not trained for it, are fucking brutal on your feet. For sure. Yeah. And shin splints too, man. Yeah. Shin splints were hectic. Yeah. But yeah, man. That was like the whole 75 days. And bro, I remember the day 76. So I, I had a plan that I was going to do a half marathon and I was still heavy as shit, like probably pushing like 280, 290 at that point. I was going to do a half marathon on day 76. And th this is like a testament to how great this fucking program is into switching your mind. Because bro, I would skip workouts if my headphones were dead. Mm -hmm. Like that's how. Me too. Yeah, yeah. My headphones are dead, bro. What do you mean? I can't work out. And so on day 76, I plan to do a half marathon. That's that bitch voice, bro. Bro, for real. Yeah, you don't, it's, we get in these zones, man, where we don't even realize how powerful, like we, the, the boss voice that we all have is so fucking weak that like we don't even hear it anymore. Exactly. You know, like my fucking headphones are like, think about how that sounds. That now. sounds stupid. Bro. It sounds ridiculous. And now like even like running in the rain, like, yeah. bro, what the fuck is just a couple of drops on your head. Yeah. That's what's going to stop you from going out and do that workout. Yeah. But back then it seems like such a real. No, because we're looking for any reason, bro, yeah. to cop out because we're fucking lazy. Yeah, real shit, man. I get it, dude. It was like I was, I was lazy like that, too, bro. Like I fucking know exactly what like, dude, that's why when I saw your shit, it made me fucking break down because I'm like, fuck. Cause like, bro, it's different when you see someone who's kind of gone on the same journey, like the exact same journey that you were on. Like there's a lot of people who have changed yeah, yeah. and done amazing things. And I see that all the time. But when I see someone that looked like me, that fucking did that work, like, bro, it just, it was fucking awesome, dude. Cause I, I knew, it, I already knew right away what the fuck it took, you know, it and it, lot, it fucking bro. took every, it takes everything. Well, I went to war for two straight years. Yeah, bro. Like, like every day. People say like, you know, don't lose weight. You're going to, you're going to lose your funniness. Yeah. You know, it's kind of true because bro, I have like PTSD. I've been at war for two straight years. Like yeah. I'm not as funny as I used to be now. Yeah. Like that's what it was. But yeah, that's 70, the day 76 when I was going to run that half marathon. So I woke up on day 75 and I'm like, I look at the weather app and day 75 today is raining it's pouring it's one of the colder days of the year and day 76 tomorrow is sunny and shit i could have just stuck to that plan 
But I'm like, bro, the whole point of this program was to chase hard, to mm -hmm. do the harder thing. And so I'm like, fuck it. We're doing it today. It's day 75. We're picking the harder day. And I ran that half marathon at like probably 280, 290 pounds. Took me three hours. My shit was all bloody, but I still finished. And it was fucking, fucking awesome. it was like, bro, I was, I was broken physically, but I, I was smiling ear to ear. That's how proud I was of myself. Yeah. Right? Bro, it's step-by-step step systematically rebuilds the confidence, or if you've never had it before, builds it. Because, dude, every time you go out and do that run, every time you go out and, and defeat that voice that says, nah, dude, your headphones are fucking broke, right? Or, dude, I got blisters, mm -hmm. or my feet. And, and, dude, every single time, bro, you make a deposit into that boss voice, and it gets stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger to the point now where, like, bro, like, you can't be fucked with. Mm -hmm. Like, no ex, like, no, like, I already know for you, it's the same. Like there's nothing anyone could say to me to get me off my fucking program. No fucking nothing. nothing. It doesn't matter who it is. Like Jesus could come down and be like, stop your shit. And I'd be <laughs> yeah, like, do I'm it. like, sorry, bro. I'll commit it. <laughs> I gotta do you it. know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's a different thing. And when we give ourselves the ability to rebuild that side of our brain, that voice in our brain, it really removes the limits of anything that we choose to do. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm curious to hear about, dude. Like, how has this affected you in terms of your confidence and, and maybe your relationships with other people? And, and dude, your relationships with like, you know, uh, food and, and things like that. So with food specifically, man, like I literally just don't look at food anymore as like a so source of dopamine or try to spike my dopamine through yeah. food. Now, like it's literally... How do I fuel my body? I, mm -hmm. I eat to fuel my body for peak performance because I'm every day right now. I'm still running. You know, uh, you guys do miles here. So 6.2 miles a day and then mm -hmm. working out for an hour. So like I literally need to fuel my body for peak performance, not to just like spike my dopamine because, bro, that shit never lasts. And you feel like shit right after. So my relationship with food has completely changed. Like I don't look at it the same. It, it's not a source of happiness for me anymore which is like a wild thing to, to feel. And so in terms of confidence, like I say this all the time too, because what this program gave me was the confidence I needed. I'm not talking social confidence, like going up to like a girl and saying, hi, I'm talking confidence in your own word, being committed to whatever the fuck you're saying you're going to do. Like now I know anything that I say I'm going to do will 100% get done. Like there's no doubt in my mind. And that's what this program has given me. It's like confidence in everything. And it's funny, bro, looking back to, how I used to run my life and how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I used to run my business the same way I ran my life. Quick, instant gratification type of shit. Yeah. Fake sales on my site 24 seven fucking up to 90% off fake countdown timers. Like all these sales gimmicks that get you that quick sale, that quick conversion hack. Mm -hmm. But bro, at the end of the day, all you're building is a fucking bargain bin at that mm -hmm. point. You're not building a brand. You're not no. building any some, anything with any sort of substance, some soul that actually adds value to people's life. And that was the same way. I was like trying to get my instant gratification hit. I need my sales up, bro. Let me put the fake sale up as quick as possible. And so right now, bro, we scrapped all that shit. We went back from the ground up and kind of sucks because I wish I could sit here and be like, yo, as soon as I did 75 hard, man, my business skyrocketed. But if you think about it, man, like I have a seven year business now that I've had to scrap and build back from the ground up because we didn't have a good foundation to start off at. Mm -hmm. But I know for fucking sure in the next three to five years, I will be in a much better place than I was now had I continued on with that shit. Because now I actually add value to people's life. I want to change someone's life. And so when that becomes your focus, and I know you say this all the time, when that becomes your focus, 
everything changes. It Not does. even financially too for you. Yes. It's like a win-win for everyone. Yeah. It's dude, look, I think, you know, the business aspect that you're talking about is the number one misunderstood thing, especially amongst young people in business. They, they chase the carrot, they chase the, the quick fix. They, they want to run the sale, the things that you're talking about without ever thinking of longevity. And, and you know, bro, we're going to be doing this for a long time. Your reputation's worth a lot. Like it's important to build something that actually helps people and then let them spread the word for you. And I think that's the biggest thing that a business can do is just commit to providing the most amount of value that you can for the customer. And if you think about what capitalism actually is, that's what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to be a trick. Hey, you know, buy my shit and then we deliver something that's not that, mm-hmm. right? It's supposed to be, hey, people are trading money for something of value. And dude, when you give something of value over the long haul, the money always is there. Mm-hmm. It's just always there. So it's cool to hear that you're doing that because a lot yeah. of people wouldn't. Yeah, man, it's the only way because otherwise, like, what am I going to... I also didn't feel fulfilled running that shit. Like mm-hmm. straight up, like, what am I doing? Every day I'm waking up, clicking, uh, clicking a couple buttons, thinking I'm some big shot businessman. But all I'm really doing, bro, is learning how to use ad platforms or learning how to. Now, that's a valuable skill. Yeah. Right. It's a valuable skill to build a brand. But now you're focused on brand building. Yeah. So it's a big deal. It's a little difficult for us now because we're we're basically scrapped back and going building a seven year business back from day one. So, yeah, we have taken a hit because it is it works. It's a fucking it's a hit. You know, like it works. It's a drug. As you put the sale up, you do get higher sales. But over time. Not building. You stop responding too, bro. It does, and then you got to go bigger sales, bigger sale, and like you're just shooting yourself in the. Then you end up having no margin. You can't run the business, and then you're done. It's a, it's a, it's a never. It's like swirling in the fucking drain in the bathtub, bro. And eventually you go down the hole, and that's how it works. It is, man. And bro, we have a like we have a good product, and like you're just, it's just a matter of like you're just shooting yourself in the foot at Mm -hmm. that point. Like you're the the marketing side of things does not align with the actual work you're putting into the product side. It just doesn't align. And so it's just, it, this is the only option. And it, and I'm willing to risk it all for this, bro. Like if, if this means this business fails and I, I lose everything I have, it won't, it won't. I hope not, bro. It won't. But it if won't. it, How, bro, how's it gonna, how are you going to fucking quit? No. Okay. Well then fucking it ain't going to fail. There you go. That's it, dude. I love that. Like, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the point, you know? Uh, um, what about the things that we talk about in 75 hard, you know, uh, the grit, the fortitude, the mental toughness, the ability to persevere, the, all the qualities that we talk about, self-esteem, self-worth. You know, when I, when I was heavy and before I figured out that you could actually, because I used to like look at people who had these things and I was like confused. And actually I was bitter because I'm like, why the fuck did they get all these things? This, how come this guy can stick to a program? How come this guy can, can follow through, but I can't? Because that was the biggest problem for me, bro. I could not fucking follow through. I couldn't adhere to anything. And I would tell myself every Monday for fucking years, I'm starting today, starting on Monday, I'm starting on Monday. And then like Tuesday would come and I'd be like, fuck, I'm starving. I want pizza, right? And then Wednesday I would like eat the pizza. And then by Thursday, I'm like, well, fuck, it's Thursday. Uh, you know, I'll just start again on Monday. And since I'm starting again on Monday, I'll go fucking hard for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday on food, and I gained an extra seven fucking pounds, right? And dude, you said something when you were just mentioning about your confidence in your word. How has that affected your life outside of just your business life? I mean, what's that, what has that done for you? 
it's it's what it's done for me is like everything that I commit to now gets done. So even the small things too, which actually fucking matter in the end of the day. Like I told my parents I'm coming home for dinner and I'm not going to text them and be like, yo, I can't make it today. Like every little thing in your life becomes your word is your bond going forward. And so that, that was so super important to me. Cause like, honestly, man, we lie to ourselves all the time. We yeah. tell ourselves we're going to do shit. And we never fucking do it. Yeah. And that's why we're, our confidence goes to fucking zero, dude. Because we don't even believe our own shit. You don't. You're, you know, we're like, oh, I'm going to do this. And you never do any of these things. And you're like, oh, well, I'm going to lose weight. And you already know that when it comes out of your fucking mouth that it ain't happening. And you know that everybody else is rolling their eyes like, oh, yeah, OK, it's exactly. not going to happen. You know, exactly. And imagine you had a friend like that, bro, who every day told you 10 fucking lies. You would you believe in him? You wouldn't believe in him. You wouldn't even want to be friends with him. And that's yeah. why you end up hating yourself bro. Yeah. eventually. Like eventually it catches up to you. And for me, like all that shit just ended up manifesting itself in the form of that panic attack because I had internal guilt. I wasn't living up to my standard mm. or up to what I knew I was capable of. Because mm -hmm. I, I was on top of my shit from 16 to 22. And so I peeked behind the curtain of success. Like mm -hmm. I had a fucking great life. I Every day I would work out. I would read. I would meditate. I was on top of my shit. And I know how great I felt. And so for five, six years when I didn't do that, it caught up to me. It had to, it had to get released somehow. Yeah. And that, that's what really did it for me. Isn't though. it crazy how, like, for me, like, the stuff that we do on a daily basis, because, I, you know, I live this way now, and I think you do as well, seems pretty fucking easy. Like, it's it not that fucking hard. Like, I, but, but when, I was, when I was not doing it, it sounded impossible. Yeah. It was like, holy shit, dude. Like, I got to work out twice a day. I've, I've got to drink a gallon of water. I've got to eat, you know, fucking boring food. It's not even boring. Like mm. everything for me now, like all of this shit, it actually just feels normal and it feels abnormal when I'm not doing it. And um, it's interesting because, you know, as I, when I decided to lose, lose the weight and that for me, that was 2015 or six, 16, 15 was when I kind of did the same thing you did. I, I, I was 350. I kind of halfway died in my way to 330. And then on January 1st, 2016, I'm like, fuck this. I'm fucking doing this. And that first year I lost 110 pounds, but I, I still hadn't discovered 75 hard, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, I was like terrified. I'm like, fuck, I'm, I don't want to put the shit back on, mm -hmm. right? So I kept working, I kept working, I kept working. And then, you know, eventually 75 hard was born out of that progress. And that's whenever everything went to a totally different level. And it's interesting how many people talk about it as like a diet or a challenge when in reality, it's a very tactical tool. It's a program to use to bring your mindset back to where it needs to be, which actually allows your body to be fit. It allows you to have confidence. It allows you to have, you know, gratitude for where you are because you're proud of who you are now. Um, and it's interesting, you know, how many people don't look enough into the program to understand what it's really all about mm -hmm. because it really isn't about the physical. The physical is a, the physical is a representation of winning the mental battles on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, when you talk about chasing the hard man, like that, win, you know, like after you got done with your first fucking run, right? Like everybody thinks the big win is like when you post your slideshow and mm -hmm. it's, you know, 75 slides or 200 mm. slides of you losing all this mm. weight, right? They think that's the win. But the win isn't that, actually. Mm -hmm. The win is that first time where you're like, fuck, dude, my feet are bleeding. 
I got blisters. Mm-hmm. And you're like, fuck it, I'm going anyway. Mm-hmm. And you get done. And you're like, all right, I did it. That win mm-hmm. is the fucking real win because those are the wins that allow the other big wins to happen. Sure. And it's interesting to me that people don't recognize their little wins as the big wins because the, your little wins, they are the big wins mm-hmm. because without those, the big wins don't happen. People mm-hmm. think you just like show up and all of a sudden you're fucking ripped. And all of a sudden you're wealthy. All of a sudden you're mentally healthy. All this, Bro, that's not it. It's these little fucking battles that we fight within our mind every single day that either allow us to progress or regress. And there is only two options. There's not a stay still option. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no fucking neutral mm-hmm. in the game of life. It is forwards and it is backwards. And um, it's cool to hear you talk about it, bro, because like hearing you talk about, you know, your mentality when you were big, it's very similar to what mine was, man. It was just very, very similar. I had beaten myself into fucking nothing by promising myself over and over and over and over that I was going to fucking get back in shape. And I embarrassed myself to my friends and family because I fucking lied to them about mm-hmm. it, right? Like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Tell them, Emily, this shit, you know, I'm, you know, like, you, you, you end up becoming like this fucking, like, thing that you're actually, like, disgusted with. And that's where I think your panic attack yeah, came about. For real, bro. man. That's yeah. actually it. Yeah. It's actually it. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie because you just said that, like, you don't understand why people think it's the mental, why people look at the physical as, as yeah. a challenge and stuff. I'm not going to lie, bro. When I started, that was my goal. I was yeah. like, fuck all this mental toughness shit. Yeah. I just want to lose some weight. Bro. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. But, bro, when you realize how much mentally this does for you going forward, bro, you don't give a fuck about the physical anymore. The no. physical, like, I genuinely, like, bro, I could get better results if I wasn't running every day. Yeah. I, I want to get jacked. Yeah. Running every single day is probably not the best option for that. Yeah. But what running does for me is it pushes me mentally so much. And that's what I'm chasing. And so, like, even yesterday, coming on here, we were nervous to come on this podcast. And so... I ran a half marathon yesterday to get my mind right Dude, that's in the morning. And bro, the, the, the fucking roads here are crazy. Yeah, lots They're of up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was hot. We're used to Toronto cold yeah. ass weather, but yeah, we did it. We got it done half marathon. And that's so that's awesome. how we get our mind right now is like, I'm chasing something that reminds me of why the fuck I'm doing this. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, so dude, like as you've, as you've become this new version of you and shed this old version of you, which I believe is permanent, how what's happened with the rest of your life in terms of like maybe your friends or your family or people that you're close to? Yeah. So honestly with the, my friend circle has gotten smaller. Mm-hmm. It's, it's gotten smaller. And like back then it was centered around partying. Like we'd meet a bunch of people. We would throw big bangers in our house with like 50 people. And that just doesn't happen anymore. Like I, I generally just, it's just, I don't have the time for that part of my life anymore. Yeah. Like Bro, when you're drinking every single weekend, you don't realize it's not just the day you just got drunk. It's the next day. And then it takes two, three days for you to recover from that hangover. And then the mental, all that mental shit that you were trying to build up all week by working out twice a day or working out at all, eating healthy, you just fuck it up on from Friday to Saturday. And then Sunday hits, you're recovering, you're, you're hungover. Well, sitting on I was drinking couch. on Sundays too. <laughs> okay, there that was you my go, favorite man. day to drink. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Yeah, man. So, and so that's what it does. And so our circle naturally just got smaller and it's just everyone around me now, bro, is literally a fucking killer. Like, yeah. 
a cold hearted killer. And, and like, they, they literally work 24 seven. And I, like I, Mike, my best friend, bro, I never see him. I don't see him that often, but we know that we're both hustling on the side and he's yeah. still there for me and we're still there for each other. But I see him like once every couple months now, cause we're both grinding 24 seven now. Do you, so what you're saying is what it sounds like you're saying is it might, your friend circle got smaller, but the quality of friendships is much better for sure, man. Yeah, for sure. It's been the same for me been the same for me i don't party at all anymore bro mm. like i i don't even i mean maybe twice a year i'll have mm. a couple beers just because i like beer yeah but it, like it's not it's not the party life bro and it's it's you know when you when you start figuring out how much collateral damage that lifestyle causes you and then you start recognizing especially if you're an entrepreneur you start recognizing that you're only operating effectively like 10 percent mm. of the fucking week mm -hmm. it becomes very obvious that you can't win that way you know, and, and it, it took me a long time for it, for it to click over for me. Um, but I did the simple math. Mm -hmm. I just did the math. I'm like, okay, well, if I fucking drink Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, okay, that's four out of seven days. Mm -hmm. Then Monday, I feel like shit. Tuesday, I feel cloudy. Wednesday, I feel okay. So I get some decent shit done on mm -hmm. Wednesday and then Thursday, it starts over again. Yeah. So it's like when you really understand that as an entrepreneur, you're competing against other businesses and other people, which is reality. Everybody likes to say, oh, fucking, I'm, it's me against me. No, the fuck it isn't. You're actually in a game and there's other people that are trying to beat you. And that's reality of entrepreneurship. It's a fucking sport. It's the hardest fucking sport. And there, it's, a, it's the, one of the purest competitions that you could ever have. And you're competing against people who are ultra competitive, who are taking shit serious, who are, you know, building their mind, building their body, taking care of their health, avoiding things that take them off track. And you realize, dude, for me, it just clicked. I'm like, I can't win. I fucking can't win without it, you know? And I was fortunate that I was able to have some pretty, pretty substantial success um, up until the point I figured it out, right? Like I am, I, I am pretty skilled as an entrepreneur. And when I finally figured it out, I mean, we were doing nine figures in business, right? But I started realizing, bro, that's not sustainable. These other dudes are fucking good. They're dedicated. They're working harder than me. They try harder than me. And that's whenever it made me realize, like, fuck, I have, I have to become a permanent better version of myself. And it has to be forever. It can't be for a, a summer, right? Or for a pool party or for a wedding. And I think that was a big shift for me, man. Like, when sure. I realized, like, it couldn't be... Cause I used to try to diet for events mm -hmm. like, same, yeah, same. like, yeah, yeah. like, Oh, we have this big pool party, you know, and I want to be, I don't want to be fat. So I fucking kill myself for six yeah, months. Yeah. I'll show up. I'm in great shape. I party. And then right after I party the next day, I'm back to my old life because mm -hmm. fuck it, dude, I'm in shape now. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm living it up. And then seven months go by and guess what? I'm right back where I was. And until I cured this shit mentally, I couldn't keep it off. And that's what the point of the program really is, bro. It's for you to become aware and to tune your mind into a fucking weapon that cannot be fucked with. You know, when you think about why people fail in life and why people struggle in life, it's not because, it's not because they don't have good intentions. It's not because they're so lazy they don't want anything. I mean, sure, dude, there's a segment of the population, right? But I think for most people, it's their inability to adhere to the process that they said they were going to do. Hmm. That was my problem at least. My problem was never that I lacked ambition. It wasn't that I didn't want better for myself. It wasn't that I didn't want to be 
you know, successful or in shape. I wanted all those things, but I just did not have the capacity to fucking stick through. And some of the things that had been normalized in culture, I realized actually fucking hurt my ability to do that. Like, for example, this shit with the fucking cheat day every week. Like everybody talks about, oh, you got to have a cheat day. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what's happening when you have the cheat day, dude. Um, you're, you're doing six days of perfect work, working hard. And then, and for a reason, why are you doing it? Because I'm dissatisfied with where I'm currently at. Then on the seventh day, you reward yourself with the shit that made you fucking miserable in the first place. It makes no logical sense. Mm-hmm. And when you really start thinking about it, it, it disrupts the habit building process too soon, right? So like when you have six days of clean eating and you, and you have a seventh day, at least for people who have what I believe I had was a food addiction, mm-hmm. right? That's all I fucking thought about, mm-hmm. bro. Mm-hmm. Like, when I, when I, like when you probably w- woke up and started thinking about oh. the app, Yo. you're like fucking cheese fries, waffle fries. <laughs> like you were thinking about it Anything. all. You couldn't wait for the shit to come. Yeah, yeah. And like, that's how I was too. And so for me, and maybe some people have baseline discipline, but I don't think so because the diet industry is one of the biggest in the mm-hmm. world and most mm-hmm. of you motherfuckers are fat. Okay, mm-hmm. let's be real. Um, you guys say you don't need it, you don't, but you do need it because here's what's happening. Every single sixth, seventh day, you're fucking feeding your fat face with the same shit that made you miserable and you're breaking the mental fucking cycle that you're working on every... And so then it becomes this pursuit of the cheat day, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, I can't wait till Sunday so I can fucking be a normal human. Mm-hmm. That, there's nothing normal about eating 15,000 calories and getting fucking drunk off 20 fucking mm-hmm. beers on a Sunday, bro. There's nothing normal about no. that. Normal is understanding that I need to be healthy. I need to be fit. I need to take care of myself. And then committing to that for, for a long enough time to where your habits actually change. I personally believe like this shit that we hear about, oh, it takes 21 days to form a new habit. I think that's bullshit. It's not long enough. It's man. not long enough, dude. It's not. It never has been. I've done 21 days. Me too. How many it. times? So many times. Me too, it bro. It never stuck. It's not long enough. That, yeah. bro, that's the thing with this program is that it gives you the momentum you need to put all this shit on autopilot. Yeah. Like, bro, as fucked as this sounds, 75 hard is the easy part of my life now because I've been doing it for so long. 75 no, I get it. for two straight years. Like yeah. the two workouts are automatic. The reading is automatic. The no drinking, the no cheat meals, automatic. Like, and so the more and more shit that I could put on autopilot like that frees up my time to do other things. And that's how you see highly successful people like yourself that seem like they're doing the most crazy shit. They're doing a crazy amount of stuff. And you're like, bro, how do they have the time to do this? I actually have more time. You do, you do. Cause you've built the habits and you've put all these, all these difficult tasks that would take up a lot of mental calories. They don't take up those calories anymore. It's just autopilot now. Dude, I was thinking about this as you were just saying that. Did you find, so a lot of people say, oh, I don't have fucking time for all this shit. Dude, one of the things that I, that I learned like almost immediately the first time I did the program was how much time I was fucking wasting. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. because at first when you're good at wasting time, it does seem like a lot mm-hmm. of stuff, mm-hmm. right? But when you start to become effective at crossing shit off the list every single day, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'm like, well, fuck dude, I, I got all this extra time. I don't even know what to do mm-hmm. with. How, did you notice bro, that? Same thing. Yeah. And bro, like you're, you're running first form, bro. How can someone think that they have less time than you, bro? Like, I don't know what they do. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, bro. Like I get, you, you still make first the form. There's six yeah, other companies. Exactly. Here. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, 
you know, but like, dude, I get it. Like I see parents with kids, like that's mm -hmm. a hard thing. Mm -hmm. That's a 24 hour job. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody's life is hard and, and we have a lot of shit to handle. But the thing is, is like, when we, when we give ourselves this excuse of no time, I, I, think, I think that's one of the biggest fuck-ups that people make with their life. They, they say, bro, how am I going to do this with two kids? Or how am I going to do this with this? Or how am I going to do this with that? And I would challenge you to flip the question around. Is how the fuck are you going to do your job living like the fuck you live? Eating that shit that you're eating. Not putting good things in your brain. Not giving your body the, the fuel that it needs. Not moving. Not taking in. Like, how are you going to be effective? How are you going to be an effective? Can you really say you're going to be the best parent if you're not at your best? Mm -hmm. Real talk. No, you can't. And are you willing to fuck your kid's fucking life up by being a piece of shit because you're lazy? I, I'm just saying, I wouldn't be. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, for like, sure. We have to be the best versions of ourselves to get the best results in life, whether that's a business, whether that's our family, whether that's um, fucking anything. Bro. And, and that's something that, that has become glaringly obvious to me that most people seem to not understand. Mm -hmm. Like this, my mind, my heart, my body, these are fucking tools. These are the weapons that we go to battle with every single day. And if we do not have these things in check, guess what? We're going to fucking lose. Mm -hmm. And that's reality. And you may, not, you may think you're winning. You may think you're okay. But I can promise you 10, 20, 30 years from now, you're going to look back and be like, fuck. For sure. I fucking wasted my fucking time. And, and that's something that I'm very thankful is that I figured that out. You know, I didn't figure it out until I was like 38, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I know for a lot of you young guys, you, that sounds old. But like, I don't feel old anymore. I, I felt old then, mm -hmm. and now I'm, I'm 43. I feel way younger than I've ever felt in my whole life. Well, that, that's the thing with time, man. Is like, you, when you think you don't have the time, this program, or in general, like just being on top of your shit, gives you more time because you're you're thinking clearly now. Like, bro, for fucking five years, I felt like I had a mental fog in my head 24/7. You're not confident in any of the decisions you're making, and so it's it's taking you longer to make decisions. Like, let's just say, let's just say your current tasks are the same exact tasks that you have to do. Like your life is the exact same. If you were to just continue going on this path in life, you would just like, it, you, you could continue doing this. Bro, you're talking, I think you're talking about sustainability, which is a big criticism of the program. Because mm -hmm. you hear, you see these people out there, it's not sustainable. Have you fucking done it? Mm -hmm. Because most of the shit sticks forever, right? Um, and they also don't understand that live hard is a fucking whole year mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. um, dude, let's switch gears for a minute. And let's talk about reading. Because I think reading is one of the most important aspects of the program. Were you reading before? When I was like 16 to 22, yeah. yeah. But I didn't touch a book in like fucking seven years. Really? Yeah, yeah. How did that, how did that affect you? I, honestly, I, now reading is like a part of my life and I feel like I've grown a lot more. Like the, even just the way that I'm able to take in information is a lot better. And, and like, especially when I first started 75 hard, like the first books I read were strategic. Like it was designed to brainwash myself into thinking what I was doing wasn't shit. And so like I read books like Goggins books, Tim Grover's books, yeah. even like James Lawrence watching his, yeah. his life with the Iron Cowboy. I got lucky yeah. to do 75 hard the first round while he was doing Conquer 100. And oh, so cool. I got to wake up every day and see him doing his shit. And it's crazy, man, because you look at people like that who are crazy high achievers and you're like, bro, you start thinking of them as if there is some divine being, you know, like they're yeah, not human. They're not, though. 
Yeah, but the thing the thing is, they're just regular people, yeah. bro. They're just regular people going through their own shit. And I'll never forget this day. I look at one day, and James Lawrence posted a video of himself that day doing Conquer 100, and he's he's like holding back tears, and he's like, "I'm gonna try today, man." And he was just going through it, bro. And I had the same struggle. And so all these people that you look up to that you think are cut from a different cloth, like this, they're sort of some sort of divine being. They're just regular people who've been on top of their shit for so long. And that's who I kept chasing, bro, is like like brainwashing myself into looking at people doing incredible things to believe that what I was doing is nothing compared to that. And so when people hear like, bro, I ran a half marathon at this way. I ran a marathon last year. I ran 28K on my birthday for 28, for my 28th birthday, like all this crazy shit. And it's like, how'd you do that, bro? You're still heavy. It's because the standard was so high. The people I was looking up to were so high that it made me feel like what I was doing is nothing. And so that was what the reading did for me. And that was, I strategically planned those books at the beginning when I needed to build the mental strength to be able to continue on. Now the books I read, I'm reading are more toward like knowledge I'm trying to gain in mm -hmm. terms of business, mm -hmm. in terms of marketing, in terms of sales. But yeah, man, those, those books have made a huge impact on my life. Bro, I, I start... 75 hard almost every single time I do it with Relentless from Tim Grover. Almost every Great single book, time. Man. The book resonates with me so hard. And it's not for everybody, bro. Like a lot of people read that book and they're like, what the fuck is he talking mm -hmm. about? And it's because you, you haven't developed that the mm -hmm. shit he's talking about yet. Mm -hmm. But if you continue to press on, you will start to understand it. Every time I read that book, I gain new shit out of it. Every single time. I was just going to say, man, every book I've reread, every time I reread it, you get a different nugget out of it. Yeah. It's like a different thing. That's a great book to like set the pace though. Yeah. Like if you're somebody sure. out there who is like, you like, you're like, fuck, I need this mental calibration. I think starting with that book is such a powerful way because it just makes you realize like, mm. okay, there are people out here that are doing re like these people that I see as champions, the Kobe Bryant's, the Michael mm -hmm. Jordan's. Mm -hmm. These motherfuckers didn't come out of the womb, Michael Jordan. They didn't come out Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was shooting free throws every single fucking day of his career at 3 a.m., right? Mm -hmm. Like, we're talking about a crazy obsession to be great. And, like, when you mention, like, Goggins or James Lawrence, these dudes, because I know them personally, mm -hmm. you know, the, these are just normal people who have pressed beyond their uh, perceived comfort zone more and more and more and more to the point where now they are literally limitless because for you to believe that you're limitless, you have to continually push yourself outside of the box of what you believe that you're capable of enough to know that you are capable. Right? Mm -hmm. So like when you first ran your first fucking workout, like you you probably thought, fuck, I don't know if I can even do this. Mm -hmm. Right. But you got home that first day and you're like, fuck, I did that. Mm -hmm. Right. So then you wake up the next day. You're like, okay, well, I did this yesterday. So I know I can do it. It's mm -hmm. funny because you mentioned the cold plunge. My man just did his first cold plunge today. He did real good. <laughs> Six minutes. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, first time. That's fucking amazing. Good. good. You doing like, okay? I'm fine. I was still, shivering for a yeah, little bit right after yeah. for a while. <laughs> it's, it's different than the cold showers, yeah. man. It's Bro, different. fuck yeah. I do so, cold showers every day. Yeah, it's totally different. Dude. And the... uh the, but the thing is, is like, dude, I've been doing the cold plunge today was day 76 for me in a row. And every fucking time, bro, like every time, and this is part of the reason I love it. Every time I stand in front of that cold plunge and I'm like, fuck, mm -hmm. this is going to fucking suck. Mm -hmm. Like, and then I'm like, the next thought is, dude, you've done this 
74 fucking days in a row, 75, like you can do this, get the fuck in there. And I'm in it, you know, and it sucks for, you know, 10 seconds. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then it's good. It's the same thing with the shower, the yeah. shower knob, man. Yeah. Like just turning that to cold. Same yeah. thing. Fuck. But, I love that though. Yeah. Yeah. I love that cold shower. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Like the minute that I feel that shit on my, cause I always let it go straight on my head, yeah, yeah. like on the top of my crown at first. And the minute I start feeling it get like real cold, I fucking look up. Yeah. yeah. I let it go right on my face. And bro, it just, I've learned to like literally love that. So I love the feeling after yeah. like every time I, I think I'm going to bitch out of doing it. Yeah. I'm like, bro, when you step out of there, you feel fucking incredible. Yeah. And so that, honestly, that's, that's literally what I've been doing with everything for the last two years is just like trying to continuously chase hard. Like I yeah. said, and so bro, like even last year, right. We, I, it was fucking negative 30 degrees the the coldest day of the year yeah and i wake up and i look we had a massive thunderstorm i'm looking at the weather and i usually run in the morning but and then work out in the evening but i look at the weather app and i'm seeing that the peak of the storm is at 7 p.m bro i switched the order of my workout so, so i could go purposely go out at 7 p.m and experience that peak fucking weather because that is a win under my belt and the more and more i can collect of those it's literally medallions bro because it makes regular life easy. Yeah. Like, if, it's like what Goggins talks about the cookie jar. Exactly. You know, you're putting these things in your fucking jar so that when things get hard, you're like, fuck, this ain't shit, dude. Yeah. I already did this. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's a fucking powerful thing, man. It is. I man. know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, bro. I still do that. Like, I still, like, if I, if I, if I wake up and I see that we're going to get, like, a storm at, like, 3 o'clock, I'll wait to do my ruck until mm -hmm. fucking 3. Mm -hmm. You know? Because I want to do it. Yeah, especially when you're doing stuff at that level yeah. now, it, you don't get those opportunities too often. No. Like the, I was praying for fucking winter storms last yeah. year because you don't get those opportunities anymore to push yourself that much more, more mentally. And so that's like I used end up chasing that. And the more and more you chase that, bro, like life just becomes so much easier. And what's crazy about those workouts, too, dude, is that the the amount of pride that you feel after those workouts is like 10 times more than the normal workout exactly yeah it's cool it bro because i do the same shit dude we had a day here over the winter this past winter that was minus 27 which is abnormal here mm. uh, i know you guys got a little different yeah, up there Canada, man. yeah it's not it's not like that here you know we might get a few days where it's under zero mm -hmm. and uh i remember thinking i'm like well fuck I'm gonna fucking do this shit. Mm -hmm. And I went out and did it, bro. I got done. I was cold as fuck the rest of the day. I'm mm -hmm. like, dude, nobody did that. Mm -hmm. Nobody did that. None of you motherfuckers that think you're competing with me mm -hmm. fucking did that. Mm -hmm. None of you. You'd have cars driving good. by. Yeah, no, no. Like, they're, they're trying to pick like, you up. Yeah, like, yo, are you okay? What's yeah, going right, on? Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, they're like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, bro, I'm actually out here on purpose. Mm -hmm. uh, dude, that's happened to me a lot. In thunderstorms and snowstorms, mm -hmm. shit like that. But bro, days like that, you're literally getting 10, 15 days in one. 10, yeah. 15 days of growth in one day. It's yeah. literally like a hack to get there faster. Yeah. So what would you say to someone who's, who's you know, maybe heard of the program but not done it? Or thinks they can't do it? Like someone who, because I get people like that. They're like, bro, I'm, I'm not ready for that. You know, I'm going to do this and this and this. It's like, bro, it's scalable. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you can walk. If, if all you can do is walk, you can walk. Mm -hmm. But the point is to press on to the harder things as they get harder mm -hmm. or as you get more capable for sure man I, for, for what i always say bro is like if you're continuously waiting for that perfect moment until you get to a certain level or until you can you know think of the new the, get that more one more piece of information to complete the puzzle to be able to do it bro you are never starting 
Like how many fucking times are you going to go out there, buy the workout clothes, buy the supplements, buy the fruits and veggies that just rot in your fridge? At some point, you just got to jump in and eventually everything will fall into place. I lost 120 pounds in my first year without knowing how to calculate my calories, without knowing how to do my macros. And all I did was just jump in and figured it out along the way. Everything you need to know is out there in the track, in the field where with the hard shit. And so if you're waiting for that perfect moment, it's never coming. And the thing is like, bro, people think like you have to do what I did. You have to do a run every single day. You have to do a crazy workout every day. No, but I was capable of doing that. And so that's why I chose to do that. But if you're fucking 500 pounds or 700 pounds or whatever, bro, a workout is literally you sitting down and standing up for a whole fucking 45 minutes at That's that right. point. And so it is scalable and it is doable. And I'm telling you, it is so worth it because the level of you operate at another level mentally forever, bro. If you continue on this path. I, I think it's I think. I think it's important to note, you know, it's not a cure all forever. It it. It, but the awareness that you gain lasts forever, mm-hmm. meaning discipline is a perishable skill. If we don't practice it, 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 we lose our edge. But what I really love about the program and what I think it does for people that people don't articulate properly is that it brings a level of awareness to, you know, like, for example, like when, when I got fat, like when I went like from when I gained a hundred pounds in a year, the same shit you did. I was not aware that I was that far off track. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. I would, I would put on a little weight and yeah, my, my jeans were a little tight and then I would buy the next pair up. Right. And I'm like, Oh, this is not bad. And like, it was imperceptible how far off track I had gotten. And what I think, this program, and I think the magic of this program is the awareness that it creates that never goes away. So like the minute that you start to fade off, you're like, fuck, Mm -hmm. I'm fucking off track. And you correct almost immediately. So it never allows you to get like more than two or three days out of cycle. Mm -hmm. At least that's how it's been for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I might have two or three days when I'm not like, you know, it might be in between phases or whatever, where, you know, I don't, complete all the tasks, Mm -hmm. right? Most of the time I do all of them automatically. Mm -hmm. But like my old self wouldn't recognize that as like a a problem. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. My my new self, I'm like, fuck, okay. The last three days I missed four tasks total. Mm -hmm. Fuck. All right. I need to get my shit together. And it it allows me to reel myself back in instead of drift so far mm-hmm. off course that it becomes this massive mountain mm-hmm. that we have to keep climbing our whole lives. For sure. And that was something I admired in other people that I never had. Like, I never had the ability to kind of, like, keep it together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I could get it together, mm-hmm. but I couldn't keep it together. And that's, you know, that, I think that's the magic of it, man. I think, at least for me, it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been, it's, it's not that I've stayed 100% disciplined, because if I did, I wouldn't have to continue to do it mm-hmm. as a lifestyle. But now, whenever I do pull off just a little bit, I can feel it. I notice it. I'm in tune with it. And I, and more importantly, guess what? I know exactly what I need to, How to get back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, ben, that was like the number one question. A lot of people ask me is like, yo, do you still cheat? Do you still have alcohol? Do you drink and shit? And bro, yes. I'm not going to sit here and act yeah. like I'm some fucking 75 hard poster boy who doesn't yeah. have like a grain of rice. Like, no, I still have those days. Same bro. Yeah. Yeah. 
But the thing is, bro, the difference is, is like now I am in control of my life. That's right. Like I'm in the driver's seat of my life. Yeah. I'm not, you know, falling into quick uh, instant gratification type of shit. Yeah. You know, like I am fully on board with what I'm doing in my life. My goals are aligned with my actions or my actions are aligned with the goals I've set for my life. Yeah. And so that's what this program does. And like the momentum, you're right, man. You, It's so easily lost. But this program gives you the quick bounce back if you just hop back on. So I went on a trip to Columbia for a week. And bro, I, I had my fun there. Like I you chilled. You lived the life. You lived yeah, your life. I lived the life. Yeah. And it, it was my first long vacation off program for two years. Yeah. And I came back and I already felt myself being like, yo, it's your first day back. You can chill today or go for a walk. You don't have to run. Can You don't have to do this anymore. It's your first day. Just settle back in. And as soon as I started hearing that, I was like, no, fuck that phase one. We're going right into phase one. I wasn't planning on doing phase one till later in the year. But that's what this does for you. It gives you, like you said, the awareness to... Like, yo, you're gonna, you're about to go down a dark path. If you keep you start hearing this. that voice that made you the way that yeah. fucking made you hate yourself again, yeah. very clearly, you're like, oh shit, that's how I got there. Mm-hmm. At least for me, that's mm-hmm. how it is. For sure, man. Yeah, dude. I, uh, I totally fucking, I, I, you know, I think another thing too, dude, like you were saying about get putting you back in the driver's seat, you know, back when I was, when I was drinking and living that life and being a fat fuck, which is what I was, mm-hmm. um, I couldn't go to a restaurant. I had, I, I was incapable of going to a restaurant. Like I, I knew what I needed to order, right? Like before they handed me the menu, I'm, I'm like, I don't even need to look at this. I know what I need, mm-hmm. but here's what would happen. I'd sit down I'd look at the menu. I'd see the shit that I really like wanted. And then the, the fucking voice started, right? It started convincing me why I should order this shit, mm-hmm. the pizza, the mm-hmm. wings, the fries, all the bullshit mm-hmm. and the alcohol over what I knew I needed, right? And so the, the waitress would come over or the waiter would come over and I already knew what I was supposed to order, but I was fucking incapable of saying it. I had no, I, dude, I couldn't do it. And every time they would come over, I would order the fucking pizza and the fries and the bullshit. And then I would be like, I'm, start, I'm starting back tomorrow. It's no big deal. Sure. And I would tell myself this fucking lie over and over and over and over and people act like the same thing, bro. They're like, bro, you always on the, no, I'm not always on the fucking program, bro. I love fucking beer, dude. <laughs> I love fucking, I, lo- I love to fucking drink and shit. I just understand what I'm trying to do with my life. And so I remove it as much as possible. But here's the thing. If you set this beer down in front of me, this water bottle that we're going to pretend is a beer, I didn't have the ability to not fucking drink. it. I did not have, even that amount of discipline in my life. I have no fucking power over food and alcohol at all. And dude, that made me feel like a fucking weak piece of shit. Like I was like, how the fuck can all these people do this? But I can't do this. And then I would drink five or six beers and I forget about it until tomorrow. Right. And, uh, which led to 20 beers. Right. And all kinds of other stupid ass shit. But the point is now when that beer is set in front of me, I'm making the fucking decision. Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. give a fuck. That beer doesn't have power over me. This fucking menu doesn't have any power over me, dude. But if I want if I want that shit, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna yeah. take it. But it's 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 the it's resetting the position of power to yourself versus outside influences. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's what have been one of the most powerful changes that I've had over the last four or five years. Is that like, dude, when I like it's almost to the point where I've forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. Like I've almost forgotten how fucking weak I was. Mm-hmm. 
And so like that also sometimes makes me a little bit harsher on people that are maybe just starting. You know what I'm saying? Well, I was going to say the exact same thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like I don't resonate with that shit anymore. Yeah. I'm so far disconnected from that yeah. that I'm like almost unsympathetic to yeah. what they're going through. But bro, you got to consider like we aren't there now, but yeah. we were there. No, so, we're but, still there, bro. We're still that fat motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, that fat motherfucker inside. that you were and I was, that's still inside, <laughs> inside of me, bro. Man. Yeah. I'm terrified of it. Bro, for real. Yeah, man, I stay pizza, the fuck away. Pizza is my fucking I, biggest weakness. I know, like, dude. Yeah. I know. I kind of want to go get one. <laughs> <laughs> but the reality is it ain't going to happen. No. It's not happening. So, um, bro, I, you know, we could talk and talk and talk about this. Uh, but, you know, I think one of the cool things that you're doing is you're using your platform to help people change their lives now. Where can people follow you at? So that, cause like, bro, you guys should all be following him, especially if you're trying yeah. to get better. Um, where are you mainly active at and where, where are you? Instagram. It's all my, it's just my name. B Shoy Kella all over social guys. B I S H O I K H E L L A. Yeah. You guys got to go check him out and follow what he's saying. He's doing amazing work. Um, brother, thank you so much for making the trip down here, dude. Bro, and and thanks an for like having the fucking courage to push through this shit. Thank you. Cause man. like, bro, I, I know what the fuck that's about, bro. And that is not, easy dude like that what you've done just because i've been literally the exact same weight and like i don't know man it's just it just it just hits me in a different way when it comes to you because i fucking know exactly like exactly what the fuck that's like and um every story that we produce as individuals where we climb these fucking massive mountains in our own life ends up changing other people. Other people see that shit, bro. And they say, fuck, dude, mm -hmm. if, if, if Bashoy can do it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. If Andy can do it, I can do it. And for you guys out there, they're going to say the same about you, man. And I believe that to be an obligation. Mm -hmm. Like, I believe that to be a true obligation that we all need to work to live up to because of what it does for other people. And um, I just commend you, man. And I have massive amounts of respect for you. Thank you, man. And, uh, means you, the world to me coming yeah, well, from you for dude, real. It's, real it's, it's a dream real. come true being in this building well like it's it's real shit man and you fucking earned it and uh i'm excited to to, to you know build a friendship and continue to you know push to, push each other along and and see you build something and succeed and do the things you're wanting to do bro thank you man. and i have zero fucking doubt you're gonna do it you Appreciate ain't you that, ain't man. going back to that other dude for sure I won't let you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Get a DM yeah. from yeah. you. Like, Yo, what right. the fuck you doing? Yeah, Let's get right. back on. Yeah, it ain't happening. But uh, brother, great fucking work, man. Thank you, man. Yeah. It's an honor to be here for real. Yeah, well, Pleasure. the honor's mine, bro. Thank you, man. Yeah. So guys, that's 75 Hard versus Bashoy. Okay. Make sure you go follow him. Make sure you click subscribe there on YouTube and let us know what you think of the show in the comments. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her 